IWEP Network. It's in the pod. Dang. And then I, and then I start talking. I forget, like, the thing that I had. It's a soup. I had a soup. Had soup, a soup. Beef, great. Beef and barley. Beef and barley. Mmm, <laughs> soup. Which, food fears-wise, I never yeah. would have touched that five years ago. And I and think it's absolutely delicious. Was it the beef or the barley? I like both. The only mm. thing I don't like is kind of, there's tomatoes in it, but I'm kind of using it as a branch to, to try to eat, like, tomatoes larger. You yeah, know? yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I've always, I've always loved spaghetti i've always yeah. loved pizza mm-hmm. uh, but if there's like chunks of tomato and i pick them out usually because it kind of grosses me out yeah and so like with soups that it's already in only a little bit or like when there's dishes where it's it's in there now i just eat it anyways but i don't seek out tomatoes yeah I'm i like, try tomatoes all the time thinking like maybe i've grown mm-hmm. up finally and i'll like tomatoes no never i've grown to tolerate them like mm-hmm. if i'm making chili they, they go in, but it's got to be petite diced tomatoes. I can't have any bigger than that. It's gross. Mm, I don't want to be chomping down on a. I don't want to be chomping down on a tomato. Why does it taste different? I like ketchup and spaghetti and chili and everything that cooked tomatoes are in. It's all the other stuff. Blech. It's all the other stuff. Hint yeah. of tomato is what is what really gets us by. You just want a hint of tomato. <laughs> yeah, just just a, just a tad. <laughs> but um, yeah, I feel like. I feel like I'm off to a better start already, um, <laughs> which my morning, I don't know about your morning, but my morning's been pretty bad. Tell me about it. I uh, I had skipped work today. Oh. I felt like garbage. It might have been from eating a whole pizza last night, <laughs> a whole pizza, a whole meat lover's pizza alone. That might have uh, been it. That sounds But great. also, Emily's not feeling well either, and so we're both like, this morning at least had to like take care of each other. I like walked over to the store, which is down the road for me to get some soup for, but like when we are both knocked, it's like nothing gets done. But the fact that we have cats now, we got to oh. like, yeah, you know, you know, being a father now, sure, we got sure. to take care of the little ones. And yeah. so, um, she was more unwell than I was today. So it fell on me to, you know, get the food into them. Apparently, I did it too early, and then I had to like <laughs> scoop the litter and and. Uh, but I, I kind of hooked the cats up because I fed them their wet food too early. It means that they get like a, a like a, a snack pretty soon. Probably when we wrap up here, I'll give them a little snack to hold them over till we give them the other half of the wet food for dinner. Hmm. Wow, my cat still alive. This is the first time I felt not well in like yeah a year plus. Yeah. Yeah, they say all that not going out that, you know, not only was it a, a COVID preventative, but we just didn't get sick in general. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like and true. it might just be like, again, ate too much last night or like two nights ago, Emily and I probably having the same dinner might have ate something that didn't fit well with us. But like, definitely not catching anything from anyone these days. Yeah. 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 How uh, how's how's life over uh, up up your way? Good, feeling busy, lots of stuff. We haven't uh, a little behind the curtain. We haven't talked in forever. Yeah, we I, we had you know the the Bo Burnham episode. Well, turned into two episodes, and then mm-hmm. you know we did an interview. So like we were ahead, and now we are just barely on time. <laughs> well, we're we'll see. We're slightly behind. Yeah. Well, at this point, yeah, it'll be out on time. Yeah, and then we'll be ahead technically 
technically. Though I started editing the next episode, uh-huh. and it is rough. It is going to be tough. Did the audio come out well on the other end? No. <laughs> well, at least that's why we had Zoom, right? Did Zoom cover us there? It did not. It's oh. uh, it the setting. Cha- I guess in an update or something, the setting changed automatically, so it wasn't. It didn't. It didn't record our audio separately. Um, but one. even if it had, I think it would have been bad because their the problem is their audio. Their microphone was picking our voices up. So when you listen to next week's episode, which will be incredible, it will be a really yeah, really great interview. Content wise, yeah. Content wise, fantastic. Yeah. So when you listen to it, think about the hours I spent into. And, and when you think, oh, that sounds weird. Oh, that's they sound far away. Oh, they sound like they're overlapping something. Well, they are, and uh, we are. And so you just just consider the hours of work I've put into it. So, hey, th- we're only. Only, <laughs> we're only twenty six episodes into this, so there's a lot of there's a lot of training wheels still still you know figuring yeah. out how to do it. Or the training wheels are off. It would be nice if we had training wheels and knew what to do. Yeah, yeah. To set up the situation, but we're we're learning as we go. That's so true. So uh, I hope that if you're listening to this, you listen to the Bo Burnham episodes. Did you get any? I, I got some feedback from the Bo Burnham episodes. Did you hear anything back? Uh, I've been posting it a lot. Trying to get people to check it out. I've not really connected with anyone about it. Yeah. Personally, I went back. I listened to both episodes. Um, I think we did fantastic. Yeah. I'm I think we did that. a great job. But if someone doesn't like Bo Burnham, they're probably not going to like the, the, <laughs> the episode. And I didn't realize that was, a, that was a type of person that existed. Yeah. I, I don't get that person. But, I, but Tony is that person, apparently. I mean, I understand it fully that there's someone who might not. <laughs> so I, I guess he listened to the episodes and then went, and I didn't think that was going to happen. I don't think, I yeah. didn't think anyone would listen to the episodes if they didn't know Ben, Bur- uh, Bo Burnham. I said Ben because Ben is another person who listened to the episodes without knowing Bo Burnham and said he was going to give it a try. I haven't heard back yet. But, oh uh, my gosh. I hope, I hope that he fares better than Tony did. Yeah. Tony was not a fan. I all. wonder, Tony, we know you're listening. Because you're a big fan of the pod, and we love this uh, this partnership we have with you. Try inside. Apparently, his regular format you're not a big fan of, but I think with the shared the shared trauma, mm-hmm. if that's the right terminology, that went into his building of inside, I think you'll be able to re- relate to that a little better. It's not just like an abstract joke, so much as like the shared consciousness of society. Actually, did of, he did he end yeah. up locked down during COVID or was he like one of those guys sure. who worked through the whole thing? I'm actually not sure. I'm afraid though that inside was like it's as Bo it's like very Bo Burnham-y, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm afraid like if he watches that it's gonna be like concentration of Bo Burnham. And he'll hate it more. I saw someone on TikTok said not about our podcast, but about Bo they're like, oh, I guess I got to check out this inside. And then they're like watching, like, is this the Vine guy? <laughs> yes. I genuinely thought that type of person didn't exist who only knew him from that. <laughs> wow, he did good work. Yeah. Um, yeah, so guys, check check out the, uh, the last two episodes we did. You know, Chris put a lot of work into those episodes. And... Um, yeah, I'm a huge fan of Bo Burnham. I really hope that like we get to see more. Yeah. I said that at the end of episode two of Bo, and mm-hmm. I still mean it. I hope that you know this is his resurgence. This is his yeah. jump back out into society, not just to drop it and leave it, but to stay. 
Yeah, I haven't put the episodes on Reddit yet, but I'm going to. So if you're listening here from the Bo Burnham Reddit, welcome. And uh, this is Welcome Back. And one thing that's really special about Welcome Back is we, at this point, have basically, every time we've gotten any feedback, we've talked about it on a Welcome Back Talk episode. Mm -hmm. Um, So I heard from Brian that we almost murdered him. Manslaughtered him. What? (laughs) He was was in the gym, and he was Uh listening to the podcast, and he, like... I, I don't know if he was bench pressing or what, but some for some reason the laughing endangered his life. <laughs> so I felt like if we were so funny that there was a casualty. <laughs> oh man, Dang. we'd have to do like stand up at his funeral or something. I feel like that's the only that's the logical next step. Man, I'm glad he's okay, but it kind of sucks he survived. You know, like that accolade. <laughs> <laughs> what a cool story that had been. Yeah, man, we'd definitely be telling our therapists about that. <laughs> Which. Great transition, Mario. Um, We here at the at the I almost (laughs) said PA Power Driver podcast, Ah. and it's been a minute since we've been there. But we love you guys, Curtis. If you're listening, yeah, we love you. I I noticed you guys still putting out episodes, which is nice. Catching up on pro wrestling, but um, here at Welcome Back, we're very pro therapy. Yeah, we, we talk a lot about how we look for alternatives to therapy, like making each other laugh about our trauma. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. But all the while acknowledging, we all need some therapy. <laughs> I'm going to put you on the spot for a minute. Have you ever been oh. to therapy? I saw a professional counselor in a counseling uh, scenario one time. It was my mm-hmm. parents were getting divorced. My mom insisted that I go. And he told me that I was, he told me I was cool. He's like, yeah, this this kid's great. <laughs> He's actually really excited you guys are getting divorced. He's going to do great. <laughs> I remember like sort of stonewalling him. Like uh-huh. I, I don't I don't know exactly. I don't remember exactly. But I remember thinking like there's no way. I don't know. I, there's no way he's going to get anything from this, which I feel like if I was actually needing therapy, like, you know, in a life or death scenario in that situation he would have been able to tell if i was just stonewalling him and it would have mm-hmm. like asked to see me again you know like those movies where you know <laughs> they like just cross their arms in the chair and then eventually they open up goodwill hunting um, man i'm fine yeah yeah yeah. i feel like he would have been able to pick up on that but no yeah. he just told me i was fine which i thought was pretty funny i've been to therapy a handful of times and i have every self-described reason to never go to therapy again like it wasn't helpful. My therapists oh, were yeah. annoying. It sucked. Um, they took me as just like a a kid because I was like a problem child in school and stuff. Didn't want to do my homework. Mm-hmm. Didn't really like want to participate in sports or anything. Pretty antisocial. And then as I got older, my parents got divorced as well. And so like we did like we did like individual therapies and we did like a family therapy. Mm-hmm. But it's not really like. It's post-divorce, so now we're in family therapy, but it's just my brothers and my dad, so it's not even a real, like, the whole yeah, family. Sure. Which, it, a single dad uh, with kids, that's a real family, but it wasn't the family I had a few months ago. <laughs> sure. And so, like, yeah. just to cover my bases there. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Like, it was annoying, and it wasn't fun, and it wasn't worth my dad's time or money. And when my parents were together and I was a kid, it probably wasn't worth the money that they were paying for that. And... I I have such like I had such resentment to it until I got older and I realized you could just change your therapist. Like I ha- like as a kid I didn't pick out these guys. Sure. And if you and if you're someone in your 20s or 30s 
40s even and your and your only experience with therapy is when your parents made you go <laughs> like you are at the driver seat now like you yeah. could like you could go to like you could read the reviews yourself you could find the therapist you want to go to mm-hmm. go and then if it sucks or like you don't like it or you think the guy's like a quack then you just go somewhere else the, you're yeah. not obligated to go that second visit so sure. like if you've been scorned by therapy, don't just start a podcast. Start a <laughs> podcast and go to therapy. And I think we're yeah. about halfway there. That's right. To that point, <laughs> I had a friend that went to see somebody. He saw him like a few times and he hated it. He was terrible. And then he just quit going. But mm-hmm. then picking out, like going, he, he needed convincing that it was true that that somebody else would work. He was like, well, I must be broken. Therapy doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like really hard for him to like really, like, first of all, grasp that another therapist would be good and second of all to actually do that to like take the step what if it doesn't go yeah. well again what you know what and will i be eternally broken if if i you know if this one doesn't work that kind of thing um, yeah. and then the next one didn't work strike two yeah. and then the third one was like a totally different world so so there's just a little hope for you if you're shopping for therapists if this is a therapy episode i don't know what's happening here i mean i'm, I'm just saying like before we move off this point i've went bowling before ah there's good bowlers. Sure. Right? I'm not good at bowling, but there are people who are good at bowling. So a therapist yeah. might not be good at therapy, or at least for you, mm-hmm. but there's that doesn't mean they're the only, they're, they're the archetype, you know? That's right. Like people specialize in different things, the time they put in. Yeah. But yeah, I wish we, I wish we like new therapists in our area that we could like mm. recommend people I out do. to. I do that. But like, yeah. Even if you're okay, at least pop in, right? Oh, yeah. I think if it's you got, like... If you've got the time and money. As good as a physical, physical. Like, go, in, go see a therapist for a mental. Was it you who went to a doctor and he said, why are you here? Yes! <laughs> Which, I'm that's paid. probably a good thing to hear, oh, right? So horrible. Sort of, except that I have to pay to be there. It's just... Yeah. This is so annoying. So, like, God, you might have an annoying... You might have an annoying visit to the therapist. You might have a the Chris sure, experience, sure. you know, instead of a doc, that type of doctor, a different type of doctor. But uh, yeah, um, and therapy helps so many people, just like therapy has helped Britney Spears over the years. <laughs> you assume? <laughs> I assume, um, but uh, even if it wasn't therapist, I think maybe it was our influence. Something's going on. Yeah, the the free Britney movement that we've gotten behind. Yeah, to help all with our I know, female demographic. I, I can't say that we freed Britney. That seems like a little much, right? What I can say is, free Britney has been a movement for many years, mm-hmm. and then we started talking about it, mm-hmm. and then her conservator stepped down. That's that is what I feel comfortable saying yeah. at this point. Yeah, I'm not gonna say we're heroes. Yeah, we, we I'm not gonna say, say I haven't thought it. Yeah, right. <laughs> and if other people would think it out loud i wouldn't correct them yeah like we don't need we don't need gifts or awards or like ceremonies or anything we wouldn't like turn them down yeah but we don't need that stuff if only we were hip to the movement earlier we could have freed her that much quicker that is my only regret that we couldn't free her sooner (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so it's been it's been a while and I'm glad we're, we're getting to like connect because I have all these like crazy thoughts in my head that <laughs> that like sometimes I'll take a chance 
and I'll try to like say these things to Emily and she'll just mm-hmm. like look at me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know that there's, there's, there's partner appropriate sure. random thoughts. And then there's ones you got to bounce off your Diablo friends in the sure. world through a podcast. <laughs> and so I don't know if you spend a lot of time on Twitter or Reddit where you see like public freakouts and like fighting oh, and stuff a little bit. And I don't get how people aren't evolved enough just to walk away from each other. Yeah. Like that an adult doesn't think, oh, this isn't worth the police being here. <laughs> or yeah. Like, or like if there's, like the fact that you can get two crazy people passing by each other enough that it mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it just develops into arguing, screaming, pushing, and then fist fighting. Like yeah. it's insane to me that like, it, it never made sense when people fought in high school, you know? And I'm someone who's been in fights in high school. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make sense that, like, full-grown adults are fighting. But at the same time, I feel this need to fight someone. Oh, that was a yeah. swerve that I was not expecting. And I, that's, that's, that's the big thing. I'm not going to pick fights with anyone. Mm-hmm. If someone shows up wanting to fight me, I'm not going to fight them because it's, that's illegal. And I've kind of I kind of live my life that way, try not to do illegal things. Sure, yeah, that's a good rule. It probably has to do with my transition out of uh, being a fan of pro wrestling and into being a fan of Ultimate Fighting. Uh huh. But I'm very I'm genuinely curious at how well I would do in yeah. an altercation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. In a group of like a hundred guys, how how well do you think we'd do? Like like us versus a hundred guys. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, tag team, tag team. No, like, like, uh, like if there yeah. was like a hundred guys let loose, hundred random guys, hundred random guys. They, this reminds me of uh, an article from the Onion that says that says men are three thousand percent more effective at fighting in the head than they actually are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I don't know. I remember we talked about in. Uh, in our friend chat about how many like what's the (laughs) this isn't gonna work well it's a hypothetical but how many like what's the age you can beat the number of (laughs) yeah 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 like could you beat up 13 13 year olds right or is that too many 13 year olds and you have to hop down to like 12 12 year olds or like do you think you could take them easy and you're like you know what I'm a black belt, and I'm deadly with these hands. I could take out 18, 18-year-olds. 18 mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I felt like I needed to start at, like, 12. That was my starting point. Mm-hmm. And then I feel really confident about, like, 10. Like, 10, 10-year-olds, 10 oh, I feel like yeah. I could knock out Easy. On a, before breakfast. But Easy. then, like, 11, 12 is, like, I think so. It, it really varies. I know a lot of 12-year-olds, and... That sounds a little weird, but <laughs> but they vary in you know size and intellect <laughs> a lot. Yeah. So. Yeah, there's there's been some dull twelve year olds back when we were twelve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but now also like, think about how advanced kids have got with technology. Uh huh. There's a story a few years back about a guy who was getting mugged and he fought off his muggers and actually like defeated one until the cops showed up. And he's never fought before in his life, but he's a big fan of watching fighting. So he just copied what they did. <laughs> and so I wonder how many, like, 
how many 12-year-olds have already, like, been on the UFC page. Yeah, And, sure. like, has, like, seen enough that they can... I mean, clearly, you punch a 12-year-old in the face, all their thoughts kind of will just leave with... <laughs> <laughs> leave out the back of their head you know like any any strategy they had is is now so gone is that uh who said that everybody's got a plan until so until you get punched in the face i think Mike tyson, tyson might have said that yeah, or even yeah. or even muhammad ali i'm not sure but all this to say i'm not going to give a number and you know i don't i don't need our fans fans backers listeners whoever our cousins you know uh, <laughs> to hear how many children we could beat but is that like a thing that's crossed your mind? Like how well would I do right. in a in a combat situation? Like you're out at dinner with your wife and you're like, I could take that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I often think that. I often like will assess a threat. Mm-hmm. Not as much, you know. Some people, <laughs> the ocular pat down. Are you familiar with the ocular pat down? <laughs> I think it's uh, it's always sunny Philadelphia. Is that where this from? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've often assessed threats, and you know, if somebody like. I don't know somebody who's like a personality I think might I don't know in a maybe like a concert that's like one place that I've done it where somebody's you know like acting foolish and I've like if that foolishness gets too close to me to like my family <laughs> uh, yeah. I will have assessed if I could you know destroy a person but I just I'm just big this is something that like you know Sam and I talk about like mm-hmm. I don't have to worry I don't have to worry when I walk to my car in a dark parking lot I'm just yeah. big. I'm just too big for somebody to pick a fight with. I don't have any skills. I'm a yellow belt. As long as that doesn't expire, I'm a yellow belt. And I have been in vi- zero to one fights. And I just, I don't have any formal skills. I, I feel like I have enough, you know, I'm smart enough to, you know, do, do some damage. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm just big enough that I don't really ever have to worry about it. We have that advantage, I think, yeah. by being like gener- generally level-headed guys sure sure that like we have the defensive end covered by just being bigger sure and then we have the offensive advantage of not going on the offensive like you'll see videos of like of like they must have been bullies in high school or something or just or just like they're living the past thinking they're still on the football team but like giant guys getting in the face of like average guys yeah. faces and just yelling at them tell them get out of here I'll, I'll break you in half and the next thing you know the tall guys on the ground yeah right it's like know where your defenses lie oh yeah, yeah. if you've just been big and you've never fought then keep your mouth shut yeah absolutely absolutely i often also think i don't know you might have a different experience. I often think how I would do in a, like a, a romantic relationship. Like I think about, could I pick up like a girl at a bar? Oh, I couldn't. I, I'm so curious. And I'm only comfortable saying this because I know Sam has expressed the same thought. Like because we've been together for like literally over a decade. Mm-hmm. I just like, I haven't f- flirted in <laughs> a decade, you know, <laughs> I haven't flirted in like a year and a half. So, uh, I'm just kidding. Um, but like, so I think about, we both think about like, how could I, how would I do if I just had to like date yeah. again? Yeah. Like Which sounds horrible. Yeah, you, you don't want to, you know, you never want to speak that into your life, but if for somehow, some way Sam was tragically taken away, sure, you know, or like taken like Liam Neeson's. Yeah. Yeah. But you, you don't have the skills to track down the guy and find <laughs> right, her. So right. it's like, Oh, I guess she's gone. How terrible would that be? <laughs> <laughs> we have your wife. Come get her. Well, all right. Where's click. <laughs> I guess I'm not getting her. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Um, I probably, I probably just have to be alone forever. <laughs> I don't think uh, I don't think I'd have the 
ability to get back out there like um uh confidently confidence already gone right oh really like i like oh i'm i'm just supposed to in 2021 approach a woman (laughs) i'm already giant you know (laughs) i'm already like they're already have like 911 pre-dialed as i walk yeah within five feet for the same reason a guy doesn't want to fight me a girl is afraid of me (laughs) yeah yeah so it have to be like i'd have uh there'd be no game in it it'd have to be like mutual introduction from like another chronically single woman from a friend that's interesting because i think i think i have confidence and maybe that would last one girl and then she would say no and i'd be like okay (laughs) Uh, i'll be alone then (laughs) tinder it is yeah yeah but i feel like i do have like i just i don't know the confidence of an adult makes me want Mm -hmm. to experience dating as an adult yeah except for the part where they're also like like we're we're you're dancing with 30 i'm 30 and so Mm -hmm. like single 30 year old women probably are pretty well established and don't need us yeah oh man yeah so uh we if you didn't get you know the hints from earlier in the episode we we tried to you know make an episode we tried to talk about we tried to do this episode and it didn't take yesterday Mm -hmm. and so we're trying this is take two and yesterday we were talking about how i went to uh, an amusement park uh the other day this past weekend Mm -hmm. and it reminded me of romance like middle school romance and high school romance and you said that you don't you don't equate amusement parks with like kitty dating i had no experience with um any person at all thinking that i was worth their time romantically till i was in like 10th or 11th grade yeah so (laughs) my kennywood days like sponsored by the school were uh just me hanging out with my friends and like trying not to get in trouble while we ride our favorite rides Mm -hmm. yeah i want to hear from the backers to see what their experiences are i remember once this girl Haley, we were dating dating you know i say dating but like this is what i mean by kitty dating we were never actually on a date but Mm -hmm. kennywood day everybody from school was there so we you know rode a couple rides together and i remember Haley and i you know hitting the um uh, oh, I don't can't remember what that music ride is called. It's by like the wipe wipeout. Is that the the surfy one? I don't know. It's like a music one, and basically it just plays a lot of music while you go around in a circle. Mm-hmm. It has a little remember. thing that goes over top in the back, or is that yes, the one in Idlewild? Yes, yes, I think I think so. I think so. Okay. I also remember a time. Oh, this is good. I was with my friend Sarah, and my ex girlfriend was walking by, and I said I told Sarah, I don't remember play along or something, and I like you know, got real close to her, like cozy to like make this other girl jealous. (laughs) (laughs) And so like amusement parks just have that energy of like the butterflies of our elbows are touching and that kind of stuff. And so I want to hear from the backers. If you have any uh, amusement park romance stories. (laughs) Yeah. Or is it just Chris? (laughs) Is it just me? I discussed this with somebody while I was at Knobles. Yeah. And uh, they said it was true. Cause, cause you know, you look around and you see those 13 year olds Mm -hmm. that are like, holding hands or like just kind of on the ride together, not really wanting to touch each other, that kind of stuff. Cause it makes them nervous. But I think it's, I, I want to know if it's universal. When you think about young love budding, amusement parks, definitely one that comes to mind, you know, uh, me like going to the park, mm-hmm. you know, hitting the mall. Right. That, this is, this is a, um, a geographical difference because I lived in the woods. We, I couldn't walk to a park and meet a girl there. So you're just like, oh, 
my one day of the years here. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> I did eventually start going to the mall, like, occasionally, but, but <laughs> when I was young, like, I had nobody within walking distance, but you had, like, yeah. neighbors and stuff. Yeah. And you had to travel so far to get to your mall that you, you don't even know any of the girls there when you get there. Right, You start sure, from and scratch. Like, and, and you got to, like, load the horse up with supplies, and it's yeah. like, is it even worth it at this point? And you got to make sure that, like, the timing coincides with your monthly shower. Because the worst thing you want to do is start from scratch three towns over while you're dirty, like two days away from when you actually can take a shower. That is true. That is the worst. But some of us had neighbors, I guess, and could just walk to a park and meet girls. Yep. School buses, you know, uh, the walk after the school bus to the house. No. Wow. Yeah. True. School dances. School dances. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You guys had school dances out there, right? For sure. For sure. What? Oh, man, that sounds like that could be an episode. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I have some trauma associated with one. Oh, yes. Yeah. It. It, it made me realize that my... Um, this is one of the first times that I bottled something and swallowed it down. Oh, buddy. You should see a therapist. Yeah, good luck in that one. That's like... <laughs> It's been brewing for a while. <laughs> it's like those sodas that like have so much pressure behind it that you can't take the cap off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Sometimes young love turns into full love and people get married. You got a little story for us, don't you? Even better, yes. So I was at a wedding a couple weeks ago, and my friend Derek asked me to be the officiant of the wedding. And then he also asked me to be the best man of the wedding. Which was a wild ride. Yeah. Where'd you stand? <laughs> Great question. <laughs> I stood in the officiant spot. But uh-huh. really, when, when he was best man, that meant like all the duties that weren't in the ceremony. Like, so I didn't hand him the rings, but that's the only thing I didn't do. So like, you know, I played the bachelor party and I gave a speech. So did, it was Did really you make nice. sure that the next person in line of the groomsmen stood a little further away so people knew he wasn't the best? <laughs> Because you wouldn't well, want there, to confuse people. There was a whole program and stuff. So, oh, know, okay, it's in the bulletin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was so nice. I like. We were talking about therapy a little bit, and I get to do some of that, like counseling. And I'm talking to a, a couple that I'm going to be do premarital counseling with. Um, but like weddings are one of my favorite things to do as a pastor. It's so nice to be like trusted with that special mm-hmm. part of your day, especially because I don't look like a pastor. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like I, I bring a different energy than the pastors on TV bring to a wedding. Mm-hmm. So I uh, yeah, that. I'm so glad Jake picked me to be the best man because I feel like there's like a slight little, there's a little checklist in every mm-hmm. guy's mind mm-hmm. of things they want to accomplish before they leave this earth. Yeah. And one of those things that works their way onto that list is being someone's best man. Sure. Right. I don't think anyone's written down like, oh, I want to be a groomsman before I die. <laughs> they want to be a best man. And if... Jake didn't pick me to be the best mm-hmm. man. I, I fear that I never would have been ever because I don't think I want to be in anyone's party ever again. Oh, really? I think, I think I'm ready to be done with it. And I'm glad going out on top. Bro. That's you true. Know? That's true. It's, like, I love being a groomsman so much. Mm-hmm. It's so fun to me. Like, like your job is to be helpful, period. Mm-hmm. And, and I just like... I can do that. Bring fun and schmooze 
you know, the parents. I can do mm-hmm. that all day. I love that yeah. stuff. When the best man is a little tougher because there's like actual responsibility involved. Um, so I don't know. When I look back, I was way more stressed when I was the best man of two two and a half times I was the best man um, way more stressed those with those experiences but being mm-hmm. a groomsman is just so fun yeah I think maybe it's the the poor mentality I'm in right now too I'm not I'm not renting another suit oh, <laughs> anytime yeah. soon I get that I'm yeah. not traveling anywhere anytime soon I'm not doing any of that stuff maybe <laughs> ever again <laughs> I flew to St. Louis Missouri for a wedding once it was wild Ooh, felt geez. like such a grown up how old were you when that happened? Oh, that was just two years ago, I think. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, I think, like, so uh, the only people I think I would actually, like, be in their party for would be either of my brothers yeah. when they get married, if they get married. Andrew and Amy are engaged, and Vince and Jesse are together, uh, but I don't know if they ever plan on getting married. And, like, if Andrew asked me to be his, like, best man or something i'll be flattered mm-hmm. and, I'll, and i'll put it i'll put a little check mark like i am someone else's best man because we know deep down he wanted me to be the best yeah. but i think i'd be like no you know pick one of like your really good close friends because i'm already your brother and this is from my perspective picking a best man is like this is just me this isn't how it should be or <laughs> this is how i think it should be okay but when you pick someone's best man as your best man I don't think it should ever be your brothers. If it is, okay. that's fine. Because this is my this is my worldview, not someone else's. Sure. Like uh, when Emily and I decide it's time to to make things lawful before the Lord. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm not picking any of my brothers. One, I have multiple brothers, and two, they're already going to be in my life forever. Sure. But picking someone to be your my best man says you're someone who is going to be in my life forever guaranteed i would like to assume every groomsman would be in my life forever but you've seen i mean think back to you to you getting married like groomsmen and bridesmaids who have fallen off the radar and Mm -hmm. you may never connect with again but like it's almost like best picking someone to be your best man and picking someone to be your your child's godfather feels like feels like a promotion Okay. Mm-hmm. It's like an advancement in rank in a way. <laughs> and so if Andrew asked me to do that big, like, I'm already your brother. And I have people yeah. in the back of my head who like are super close with him. I'd be like, I'd be like this guy, I've been gone for 10 years. This guy, he's had your back for 10 years. You yeah. know, he, he's like, one, he's one of your best friends. If not your best friend, pick that guy. Mm-hmm. I'll be upset at all. I'll be, I don't maybe know. I'll be a groomsman for him. Or I yeah, might be yeah. like, Hey, I could, I could get like ordained online. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it takes for me to like get here mentally, but if I were to get married today, I would mm-hmm. not have a best man. I would no? just have I would just have groomsmen. Cuz why do we need to rank people? <laughs> Is it cuz your last best man was like a letdown? No, not at all. <laughs> He's great. We'll probably never hear this, and that's fine. He's great. I'm saying it anyway. But I just feel like why do we need to do that? Like why does one of them need to be above the other ones? That just seems so silly to me. I'd much rather it's have because that's the way it is. It's just not. Because that's the way it is. It's Especially the larger a group of circle friends is, the larger a circle gets of friends. You know, some people have stronger bonds than others. It's the way it is. And if this person didn't know this person, then these other ones would never actually hang out. Sure. Like, we have those strong bonds, but I don't need to put a label on it to make that, you know, 
to solidify to show everybody else like i don't need to prove that to anybody i don't need i don't need that i don't want that <laughs> you know <laughs> just divvy up the responsibilities amongst yourselves here's the thing you've been there and now i've been there and it's selfish of us to now now that we've made the achievement <laughs> now that we're yeah. shown how we're the best to uh-huh. say you know what no one else needs to be best ever again <laughs> Okay, here's the the real story. Okay. I don't I'm trying to think if anybody will hear this. They will. I can't tell the story. I'll tell you off mic. I'll tell you off okay, mic. Okay, I'm looking forward to it. Right <laughs> okay. Oh, man. But I just think uh-huh. it's so silly to to rank our friends. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Yeah, you know, it's the one time. It's the one time to rank your friends. <laughs> you do it when you're, you know, will. You do it when you sign all your stuff away. What do you mean? I'm dying first. I signed it all to Emily. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Let her figure out which one of my friends are worth my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, it's been... Let's get out of here, huh? Yeah, I think, I think, we've, I think we've redeemed ourselves for oh, ourselves yeah. due to oh, how yeah. bad last night was. But It happens. You know, I think... Maybe that's the new strategy. We need to book two nights. <laughs> that's what happens yeah. when they try recording stand-up specials multiple nights you know you might be off one night so it's, true just wear the same thing every time that way you can split it together <laughs> <laughs> all right well anything else before we go nothing else i do want to say you can check out the merch store jake amazing backer just bought some merch thank you jake we love it love multiple merches a hoodie and a tank top he's at the t-shirts are as premium as they say they are mm-hmm Though we got to talk about the logo sizing. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. I'm going to yeah. check it out. I'll yeah. check it out right now. But uh, yeah, be sure to buy some merch. Be sure to check out the IWP network. I think I think it's fair to say now that Truth Behind Illusion and Not Cool in High School oh. are relaunching. Yeah, don't tell anyone, but they're back. They're coming. Oh, I don't yeah. think we should say that, actually. If anyone's listened this far, they, <laughs> d- they deserve a little, okay. a little peek in. <laughs> And uh, if it doesn't make come back, just check out the back catalog on the IWP network, along with all True. the other great shows like like Banging Beers. I don't have a problem. Truth Behind Illusion <laughs> is coming back, like I said. Um, Tornado Tag, if you're a wrestling fan. Hyrith and other words, as well as Stoned and Nerdy. And I, did and I miss any other ones? Interviews with Everyday People? And there's the flagship show, Interviews with Everyday right. People. And there's probably so much more in the works, if not now, maybe five years from now if you're listening back. Wow. What a nothing burger. (laughs) We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Oh my God, just do your stupid part. Okay.